What's up, everybody, and welcome into Pace the Nation. We're broadcasting today remotely from the Navy Yard Pacers Running Store here in Navy Yard in Washington, D.C. A crazy big show to get to today, guys. I'm your host, Chris Farley, alongside me to get us through this crazy big show, of course. And you guys are out of order, but you are here. My co-host to my left today, it's Joanna Russo. Joanna, what's up? Did you see the weather phenomenon this morning? <laughs> there was actually snow. Yeah, there I thought snow. of you. Yeah. I, I actually, that was the first thing I thought is Joanna is going to be happy when she sees some white stuff accumulating. It wasn't much accumulations no, here. No, it wasn't. But there was snow. Uh, so that's, that's good. Good for you. Not so good for me, but I'm glad you're happy. Uh, also to my right, of course. Well, not of course, because usually to, you're to my left, but it's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? Riley, I, I take exception to you saying that we're out of order. I think that you're out of order. <laughs> I, I probably am generally well, out of order. Let's, let's solve this uh, yeah. as if it were a, a math problem. Okay. Uh, in your mind, you think that both Joanne and I should move. Right. However, <laughs> right. I think that if you move to the other side of the table, everything's fine, and only one person has to be inconvenienced <laughs> rather than two. That's true. That's a good point, Doc. Yeah, why did we set up like this? Uh, so that if, if we sit on the other side, it's a fire hazard. Yeah, I'm true. sitting over here because I have all these things that need to be plugged in, and they don't go any further. Mm. Well, just to set the scene a little more, we are in the stock room of uh, Joanna's Navy Yard store here. Yeah, if you're trying to order any New Balance uh, women's 880s, you're out of luck this morning <laughs> because we are blocking the stock. We might have to hand them to Jen if she's got to sell a pair of shoes. That's true. We uh, won't hold we up any no, customers. No, no question, especially for New Balance. Uh, Although, to be fair, I feel like this is how most people probably picture, picture the podcast. It's like us <laughs> like in the stock Finally, room. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that is true. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about New Balance. They were a gracious host to us this weekend. Uh, we are finally broadcasting here on Monday morning. Uh, mm -hmm. This is not how we drew it up, and I'm sorry this show is going to be a little late this week. Uh, Docs is going to work feverishly to get it out uh, on Monday, and I'm sure you will. So everybody who has a problem with the space-time continuum, yeah. you're in luck, because this is the first time where we're recording on the day that we're hoping to release. That's right. <laughs> because That's it's true. Monday. That is true. So there's a number of reasons why we are f finally recording now, uh, but... Today, you know, we've got some audio and some interviews. I'm not going to try to fool you guys. I'm just going to totally pull back the curtain. These are recorded interviews. Mm -hmm. Pre-recorded. They're pre-recorded interviews. Mm -hmm. So it's not like we're, we're going to try to take you to the scene and then somehow get back to Navy Yard. So <laughs> that's how mm -hmm. th we're just going to totally pull back the curtain today. Well, I wish that you would pull back the curtain and say, all right, guys, let's get in the time machine <laughs> and yeah. fly up to Boston. <laughs> Well, we did go to Boston. We're going to talk a lot about that. Uh, we're going to talk to Matt Sensuitz Sr. and Matt Matthew Sensuitz Jr. today. Uh, they've got a book out, guys, and we are uh, helping promote the book. It's like Father Like Son. I got my copy in the mail yesterday, actually. They delivered on Sunday. On a Sunday? Yeah. Was it so delivered by a drone? No, it was it was delivered by a, a Amazon delivery truck, and you can uh -huh. find that book on Amazon. We'll have it at Pacers Running Stores robot as well. truck? <laughs> no, it was actually a, a human-operated oh, So it was uh, delivered truck. by the human who right. was driving a truck. Right, right, uh. right. right. <laughs> Just trying to paint the picture in yeah, my head. I know. That's, uh. that's fair. Uh, so we're going to talk uh, a lot about that book. They are uh, sponsoring the podcast, and we've got a great partnership uh, in a number of book tour events. We started on last, last Friday. We started with the first book tour event up in Boston. So we're going to talk a lot about that. Uh, you guys also went to the New Balance Indoor Games. We did. And I was unfortunately not able to to join you guys but it sounded like a great event yeah uh, you got to talk to some really pretty cool people uh and saw some awesome races maybe even a world record not maybe okay all right spoiler <laughs> for everybody who wanted to wait till the end we saw a, a world record well, well we'll get to that and you you guys might even talk to uh, might even even had talked to uh a few of the uh, world record participants uh speaking of world records mm-hmm Michael Wardian set a world record mm -hmm. uh, for the fastest seven marathons in seven continents in seven days. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about his amazing performance over the last week 
Uh, he, of course, joined us on Pace the Nation a number of weeks ago and talked about this World Marathon Challenge. You and mean in episode 81, Terrell uh, Owens Day. Exactly. Episode mm-hmm. 81, Art Monk Day. You got mm-hmm. it, buddy. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk uh, about <laughs> Joanna has no idea what we're talking about. She does. Uh, but uh, we're, we're going to talk uh, s- some about Michael Wardian. Also, next week's program, I want to let you guys know right now, uh, we are going to have race director Lisa Reeves on the program, and she'll be joined by Kayla Nicolay, who is uh, also does our packet pickups and is on the organizational team for the for the races. So, ask a race director. So, this is your chance to ask the race director any question you want. Throw it out there. Use the hashtag Ask a Race Director, uh, and we will ask your questions on the air next week. So. Guys, we are broadcasting here at Navy Yard, and this wasn't the plan. We had first decided to go up to Boston on Friday and try to, to uh, record immediately when we get there. Mm-hmm. So we uh, land in Boston, get there about 11. Joanna and I have meetings with New Balance uh, in the afternoon. Everything is going smoothly. We find a great spot to set up the equipment and the uh Joanna hotel suggested across the street. Joanna suggested she said they've got space up there at the Marriott on the second floor. Yep. So we went over there. We commandeered a little alcove. Yep. Uh, with the nicest chairs we would have ever recorded <laughs> in. Uh, and as we're setting up the equipment, a woman comes over to. I, I don't know what, what was she talking about, Joanna. Uh, she's definitely talking about a lease of some sort and yeah. the three or five year terms of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, for the space, I must not have been there for that. <laughs> no, you disappeared to go buy snacks for yourself. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, and so we're kind of like, I hope she wraps this conversation up before the microphones go on because <laughs> this is not what everybody wants to hear in the background. Right. Uh, and she could see the microphones. I don't know what she was thinking, like having this loud conversation right next to us. Was she t- asking you guys if you were going to lease this corner space no, in no, the no, hotel? No, no, no. She was on the phone. Oh, got she, it. She okay. was being a loud cell phone Rude talker. talker. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Um, Get a room. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, as we're setting up, I noticed that we're missing one cable which was extremely important. Uh, as, as a matter of fact, not important. It was vital to the operation. Uh, impossible to record without that cable. And, and, and everybody knows, Joanna, that Docs is in charge of the equipment, and he is meticulous when it comes to what equipment we have, what equipment we need. So I, I just figured there was no way he didn't bring it. So I, I really chalked it up. Like when it, when it first happened, I was feeling really bad and very guilty. Um, just to, to expand on the issue, I have a, an extreme back issue right now. I almost bailed on the, the whole weekend because yeah. last Wednesday I spent about four hours just on my back on my floor in my house uh, wishing for, um, yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was very unpleasant. I kind of chalked it up. I was like, I must have, but I, I dismantled everything and I had it all sitting out on the bed and I brought the, the box that I brought everything in, the bag, and I was packing everything up. And when I left my house, there was nothing there. But I, was, I guess I was like, I must have been just so distracted. Uh, I must have left that cable at the house. So yep. this, this was in my head. This was, this, was, this was how it played out. But I got home last night and the cable's not there. So now I think I, I have a revised theory. And What's that? when we got to the airport, the taxi that we took from the airport to the hotel, the driver had stuff in the trunk. Like, he, it, remember that? Like, he, yep. it, it's like it wasn't just our stuff. He was like throwing our stuff on top of things. And the bag that I was carrying some of these cables and, and the microphones in was like a canvas bag. And when we got to uh, the hotel, I noticed it was ripped. And so I think that maybe uh, it ripped in the cab and the cables must have fallen out in the cab. That's my new theory. Well, and now this guy's podcasting. (laughs) I'm not sure I'm going to buy that. that Yeah, I don't know that I do either. What are you talking about? See, I want to hold I want to hold this. uh, So uh, we finally join to have something on docks. No, you're wrong. It's not in my house. I would have I would have fessed up if it was in my house. This is driving me crazy. I would rather have resolution to this. Right. 
I would have rather found the cables and said, oh, oops, I did it again. I, I want to be able to hold something against you because yeah. generally when something like this I'm going to hold it against you because you were responsible for it in the airplane. It could have fallen out in, in, in up the top in the in the luggage thing so the and result, you didn't look up there so the result of to the, see if anything came so out. So the result of this missing cable mm-hmm. is that we set up. We probably set up for 15, 20 minutes. We are a mm-hmm. very tight schedule. I, I also, if, if you really want to blame me for stuff, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you not to use the term we. <laughs> because I was setting up and you were walking around the hotel <laughs> looking for snacks. That's true. That's, Much like that's when true. I was setting up today and you were walking around like talking about running stuff and I don't. <laughs> All right. So he was setting up, but. I just would like to have something to hold over you. Uh-huh. Well, you have next, to find something else. So my me- next mistake, uh-huh. you know, I can say, well, remember Windocs. I think you should keep looking because <laughs> I, I kind of blame you on this one. All, All right, right. Let's keep going. All right. So we aren't <laughs> able to record. The bottom line is we weren't yeah. able to record. And it would have been kind of cool because I think it would have yeah. had like the ambiance. It was kind of a crowded place. So I yeah. think it would have had the ambiance of like people walking by and, you know, which... Kind of could have set the scene of we're on location, and so we were we were going to record on location in mm-hmm. Boston. Set the scene for the weekend, the book tour, the races, and you know our trip with New Balance. So we weren't able to do that. Mm-hmm. So you did find a cord though. No, so when you guys went, you guys went to New Balance um, headquarters yep. and and had your meetings and and uh, what I only assume is you guys got in a boat and went down like a chocolate river. Yeah, uh, that was, that that's was how I imagine it. New Balance <laughs> headquarters is much like Willy Wonka's, yep. uh, th- especially for Joanna. <laughs> um, but when you guys were out, I went and found a guitar center and okay. and bought a, another cable and and uh, made sure that we had everything that we needed so that when we went to the event for the the book tour Friday night, that we were actually able to record. So fortunately, we were at Copley Square. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. Uh, finally got uh, that pronunciation right. Well, I've been correcting you incorrectly all weekend. <laughs> so yeah. it is Copley driving Square. me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But Cop- you never said anything. So Copley Square. Uh, got to really thank the the great folks over there at New Balance, Kevin Adams, for uh, setting us up there at Copley Square. And right by Copley Square is is a number of retail establishments. So finding the Guitar Center probably was not too hard. Well, the good thing about being in Boston is you're you just if you could find a stone on the street, you could pick it up and hit a college. Yeah, it's and true. we were right next to a music school, Berkeley. Oh. Yes, exactly. And so they had uh, not one but two guitar centers to pick from. Wow. Uh, so yeah, it was it was uh, easy to get that cable replacement cable, which I thought that this boy this might be could a, be a, a difficult a disaster thing to find. Yeah. So I still had time to take a nap <laughs> after <laughs> I got the cable. Uh, a couple things about Boston I want to note: mm-hmm. uh, not that cold in Boston. So Joanna, you know, is pining for uh, the days where she can go back north and, uh, you know, really enjoy the, enjoy the cold weather. Uh, January 20-something, whenever we were there, the 28th, the 27th, 27. Mm-hmm. not that cold. Pretty similar to what we were experiencing here in D.C. Similar so, but colder. I mean, that's how the geography and climate well, works on that, this planet. That day. It yeah. wasn't that much colder. All right. I just. It I was just definitely a few degrees colder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. But we're talking 40s. It was a good, li- like, you can always tell if it's cold by taking in a nice lungful. Yeah. And, and you can tell if it's a proper cold. Right. And I thought, that the, I thought that it was a proper cold. Yeah. Uh, so uh, <laughs> so that, that was one thing to note. Uh, second thing to note uh, for me, a lot of, lot of, I mean, just, just way too much Patriot stuff up there. I mean, obviously. <laughs> I know. Get over it, Boston. It's, it's the week before the, uh, before the Super Bowl. So yeah, that the Patriots are in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you'd in. see more Washington football team stuff around if they made it to the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, that's true. Ever. Right. Probably not. It's a terrible uh, city for sports. Yeah, it was. It was. Although uh, if they do go to the Super Bowl, there are a lot of bandwagon fans here. Like that's Farley. True. No, please. All right. I, I don't want to. I, I think that's one of the best things about Boston is how strongly they support all oh, of their teams. Definitely did. Yeah. It was it was incredible to me. And I guess I was laser focused on it and looking for it. Uh, uh-huh. I was jealous of uh, the one thing that I am jealous of Boston is their their uh, sports. I, I love Boston, like Boston. But, you know, I'm a D.C. guy, Arlington uh-huh. County guy. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, I did. I was jealous of. All the energy and and all the fandom that was uh, w- that I could see happening out there uh, in, in Boston for the Patriots this week, so those are uh, a couple of things that I noticed about mm-hmm. Boston. So, 
Joanne and I head over to New Balance and really have a, have a, a good uh, few hour meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, thanks to those guys for having us over there. Uh, learned some 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 things that New Balance is, is coming out with. Uh, a lot of folks there were excited about our podcast, so hopefully gained some new listeners when we were there. And their headquarters is amazing. Their cafeteria is great. Yes. No, what, no what, question. Joanna, what makes the cafeteria great? There's just, there's a lot of really good options and they have really good healthy options too. Uh-huh. And it was free too. Well, that for us it was free, yeah. but normally it's yeah. not free. I, <laughs> I guess all the employees don't get to walk in there and get free food, uh-huh. but they did have a lot of healthy options. I noticed yeah. the turkey wasn't, uh, uh, of course, slimy? I had a turkey sandwich. Yeah, it wasn't slimy. Uh-huh. It was like fresh. It wasn't processed. It, no, was, it like was actually, yeah. that's what it well, is. Well, you know, they also that you could have sandwiches, they have pizza, um, salad, you know, normal cafeteria stuff. And then yeah. you could also get a, like an entree. So they had fish. So you get fish with green beans and it had some sort of special sauce on it. And this is all described there on the counter, which yeah. I was very impressed. Yeah. Get a real meal. So it a good w- place yeah. to work. Yes. Ab- a great place to work. <laughs> Joanna, just a quick question. Did you notice if they have showers there? Oh, they definitely do. <laughs> huh. All right. All right. We're not going to compare Pacers uh, Navy Yard to New Balance World Headquarters. Yeah, okay? I, was, I was looking around in for the, the cafeteria in the, in the shower. In no. Where's you the cafeteria? See, you see where the shower could be, though, don't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's let's move again. Move on from that topic. So we had a great time at New Balance. Thanks uh, to the, the great folks over there. Uh, so then we hustled back to uh, Copley Square. Uh, went over to Marathon Sports, met our buddy Colin, uh, who also ran at UVA right. uh, a few years before Docs and I did. So he was probably there 10 or 15 years ago. Um, so we met him, and he had set up the first stop of the Matt uh, Sensuitz, uh book tour. And it was in Sharon, Massachusetts. Uh, Joanna, did you know before going here that, High that, that we were going to have to drive 20 miles outside of the city for this event? Or did you think that we were going to be going to uh, an event in Boston? I assume that we're going to an event in Boston. Me or too. like in an immediate suburb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Colin and I are, you know, very similar. Cut from that, the same cloth. Yeah. And very yes. similar in that. You know, I mentioned to him that we got the podcast crew that we got to go out there and, you know. Mind you, I have tons of gear. Yes. Uh, that I brought. And how do we get there? Colin's driving six of us. So yes. the three of us himself plus both Centrowitzes. Yes. Uh, in a pickup truck. Yeah. I, well, to be fair, the pickup truck had a second set of seats in the back. It wasn't yeah. just like we were in the the, yeah. the bed of a pickup truck uh-huh. on our way out to, uh, and to Sharon High School. And the pickup truck was also outfitted with a NASCAR engine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Colin likes to get it, get, it, get it going there. Well, you know what's funny is my brother, who is from Maine, always complains about Massachusetts drivers, but uh-huh. I actually think that I've pinpointed the person the that one, he's the one he was complaining about. about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I hope that the marathon sports folks uh, listen to this this show, and yeah, and and they would probably agree. Well, we were warned. We were warned by one of the employees. Before we got the car, yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, so Colin gets us out there alive, but like Doc said, it was uh, it was the three podcast hosts, Colin driving, uh, the gold medalist Matthew sitting up front, mm-hmm. and then Coach uh, in the back with us. Doc's is back, not feeling good, so yeah, cramming him in yeah. there. Probably, probably not the best. Right. Um, so we it is it is a ways out there to Sharon High School. Get out there safely. All we all alive, which we are all alive, which is the bar, as mm-hmm. I've mentioned many times on this program. Uh, so we get out there, and and before the official event started, uh, we were able to secure a classroom, set up the podcast equipment, and get an interview with. Both Matthew and Matt, and we're going to play that right now. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Docs and Joanna, we are excited to be off-site doing a remote broadcast with both Matt and Matthew Sensuitz. And they're joining us here on Pace Nation. Fellas, how are you? What's up? Not a whole lot up here in Boston. Yeah. Trying to stay warm. Yeah. Good Coach. stuff. Good stuff. Coach. Excited about the book and uh, glad to invite us up here. Well, we are we are uh, here on a uh, our first stop of the book promotion tour. The book is Like Father, Like Son. 
It's your dad's book. Did you ever believe that your dad would write a book, Matthew? Well, let's not get carried away. He didn't yeah. really write it, write it. You know. <laughs> well, it is with your with your good friend Chris Kwiatkowski and uh, Nathan Williams. Yeah. Yes. Let's all right. Yeah. Let's be totally. Uh, let's let's be up on the facts here. That's true. Uh, no, honestly though, uh, my dad has mentioned uh, possibly coming out of the book for quite some time now. So I'm not too too surprised. Um, more just surprised about how quick it's kind of come about in the last couple of years. So very excited about it, excited for my dad. And uh, yeah, I hope everyone else uh, enjoys as much as I did. Yeah, it was, it's a, it's a great read, a fast read. Uh, Coach, I, I, it was my, my, I don't read many books as you probably Me either. Me know, either. but it was literally the best book I've read in the last, I don't know, 10 years since I ran uh, running with the Buffaloes with Chris Lear. Um, talk us about what was the kind of the process of writing the book, Coach? The process, okay, well, some of Chris and my son both uh, prodded me to, they like hearing the stories and I enjoy telling them. So we just uh, kind of put things together for the book and um, just different levels. And obviously being a college coach, there's plenty of uh, running you around all the time. And I think a lot of great stories that uh, kids are always entertaining. And once upon a time I was a kid and, and Oregon was a special place with a bunch of kids that were pretty crazy and enjoyed running. So I think we put it all together pretty well and made it entertaining. And most of the running stories I heard out there were just the same format, uh, going to races and talking about pasta parties. Yeah. And somebody throwing up in a van is about as exciting as it got. I think we did a little better than that. So. Uh, you, you definitely did. It does tell a series of stories, Matthew. And I don't want to give the book away because you got to go out and buy it. It's on Amazon right now. Just go to Amazon and Google, or not Google, but go to Amazon and just type in the keyword <laughs> Sensuates, and you'll see the book like Father Like Son. Uh, but a lot of great stories, and it, it does talk to, about coach as an athlete, uh, as, as a father, and also as a coach. Uh, and it, parent, parent. And, and, as a, and as a parent, exactly. Um, but it, it, it talks about uh, you kind of learning the first time that you really knew your dad was a good runner. Tell us about that. When was that? You know, um, I get that question a lot. And I think part of the reason um, I was able to find track and field and cross country and running in my own right is that my dad allowed me to kind of um, – find that love and passion and, and he didn't push me really into the sport um and the first time I even heard that he was quite uh a good runner in his own right was I think my freshman or sophomore year in high school when I started getting some articles written about me um after winning some races or doing well in my state championships and they were labeling me as son of two-time Olympic runner or son of former American record holder and I'm like there must be a typo, right, like, you know? right, right. Uh, but yeah, you know, my dad obviously never um, boasted about his own credentials until obviously later on in my uh, my career and Lauren's career. And, uh, you know, he didn't really have a lot of his accolades hanging around. A lot of his credentials and merits and everything was kind of tucked away in a chest right. um, down in our storage room. And uh, he might have had one or two things in the wall unit that as a middle school and high school, you're not really looking in there. You know, you're looking for the candy jar, yeah. you know, not, <laughs> not for uh, dad's plaques. And so, um, yeah, it, it took me a lot of time. Um, and uh, once I realized that he was as good as... Uh, is everyone is labeling him in, in these articles. Um, I was kind of a little su more surprised than uh, starstruck. So, yeah, it's awesome. It is, uh, it is an inspiring book. And, and one of the messages out of the book that I thought was awesome was the story of, of, of a coach telling you to not show off your medals coach. Talk, talk about that. And why was that imp an important lesson that you learned early on? Well, I had a very inspiring uh, coach in high school, Brother Bielan. He also uh, went on, he had a master's degree in psychology and um, <clears throat> eventually went on and got his PhD in, in counseling. Mm -hmm. But one of the advices he gave me when I, when I was a senior in high school is when I, quote, got married and had children is to put my medals and trophies away. That's why you never saw him, Matthew. Yeah, That's it. And there you go. Exactly it. But, of course, I was being – I was 18 years old, and, of course, I told him I was never going to get married right. and have children. So I was – That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, well, you're not 18. You're, you're I like, wish. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I remembered his advice, and uh, after – but I did ask him what the reason what yeah. was for that was, and then his answer was clearly there's no better feeling than a child surpassing their parents. And uh, <clears throat> I can honestly say all three of my children have done that 
they passed me by a long time ago, and obviously Matthew didn't need a gold medal to uh, prove that, but uh, it definitely puts icing on the cake, and I'm proud of him as well as Lauren graduating from Stanford and her running and Marissa being a nurse at graduating from Drexel University, doing very well in life and in, and in college. So I'm yeah, and, and they talk about you talk about all your kids and how proud you are of all your kids in the book, which I thought was a real powerful message. Um, but you did you did raise a gold medalist, which is just crazy. And we're sitting here with the gold medalist uh, in the 1500. Uh, did you ever believe, Matthew, as we sit here in you know January, almost five, six months later, did you ever believe that you would be the gold medalist? The first gold medalist since, what, 1908? Is that right? Yeah. Um, In the 1500, that right. is. Um, honestly, probably not. I mean, anyone knows not only do you have to be extremely fit, but there's obviously a percentage of luck on that given day. And, um, you know, I was my main goal, especially going into 2016, was just to get back to uh, Rio and uh, get on the podium, not specifically be on top of it but just get a medal um and you know moments before the race and the night before the race I thought probably the best race for me was going to be silver um right. and I thought on the worst race for me would be bronze so I thought I was definitely locked for a medal I was very confident in that but winning was kind of a, a distant um afterthought in my head just if everything went right and um you know don't be surprised if you know I'm in the position for it and uh yeah, Nick Willis after the race said actually that he thought we'd go to one two, and uh, so he had more confidence than I did, and I made sure that I was the one and he was the two. Right? <laughs> yeah. He laughed, but uh, yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things where, especially throughout my career, um, I just kind of take it one year at a time, one season at a time, and uh, obviously in the back of my head is always to to win an Olympic gold medal and go back to the Olympics. But um, until you get to that position, um, you know, fit, and uh, I had. To, I had that opportunity in front of me, and I just wanted to take advantage of it um, in Rio. So it was awesome, and you did. And you know, after uh, coaches tells this story in the book, and after both Olympics, um, you know, he felt uh, a little bit complacent. Is what is what he de is what you described in the uh, in the book, coach. And now we sit here after your Olympics, and you're here to run the Boston Indoor Games. You know, a mile race tomorrow. Is there any complacency? And, Coach, do you worry about your son being complacent like you claimed you were after your two Olympic Games? No, I think he's, he's a different, uh, different athlete altogether. And, again, I said he surpassed me in a lot mm -hmm. of ways. And just his enjoyment for running and competing is uh, <clears throat> very special, and he still has the hunger. And uh, one thing I told him uh, when we are in Rio that he seems to be enjoying the sport more now than ever before and uh, excited to race more than ever before. So that's those are two key ingredients, and sometimes I just wasn't as excited as, right. as he is. But I, I, liked, I liked to race all, when I was ready, but he seems to be ready gun-ho every damn weekend. So Yeah, and so, you, so, yeah, so, so you, you, no complacency for you. You know, talk yeah. about the race tomorrow and your season coming yeah, up. Yeah, I, I got that question at the press conference today, and just kind of like what my dad said, you know, um, it was funny, a lot of the non-running people that knew me um, after my Rio race were like, are you going to retire now? And I was like, I'm only, 27. I'm only 26 at that time. Right. And I was like, I got many years. I was like, no, I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying it. And, uh, um, yeah, I think uh, there's still a lot of things on my to-do list, and uh, such as records, go back and possibly, you know, get a medal in maybe a different event or obviously become the second person ever to, to get two gold medals in the 1500. Um, so there's obviously a lot of other things uh, I could set. I'm out there and goals for myself and um, yeah tomorrow is just kind of getting the season going and uh, not really looking for anything specific out there just the win and get a good time under my belt and get ready for uh, Milrose two miles in two weeks well the book is like father like son it's a Matt Sensuitz's story with Chris Kwiatkowski and uh, we're here here in Boston uh, Pace Nation is on the road and we're going to be doing a number of tour stops uh, our good friends over at Marathon Sports are hosting uh, th this first tour stop uh, so we're really looking forward to continuing this book tour. And coach, why, why, why did you decide to, you know, want to want to do these uh, book tour stops at running stores? Why was it important to be at a running store like Collins? Well, I think uh, I'm not. I think guys like you and Colin and 
or authentic running stores or authentic runners. And uh, I was that's the <clears throat> the backbone of our sport. The people who do things on our sport, whether the Comcast, the road races, the clinics, everything that keeps our sport alive and vibrant. The, you can buy shoes online now, and uh, it's a reality of the the world. But the backbone of our sports is, <clears throat> you know, the mom and pop operations that uh, breathe breathe fresh air into our sport every day and and create new runners and uh, keep the, the the running scene alive yeah and you guys uh are, are awesome for doing it so look forward to us promoting the book and we're going to get matthew back on we got a lot to talk about matthew our listeners want to know what's in your freezer right now at home yeah. well right now i'm, yeah, yeah. I'm currently training tallahassee so i have two freezers right now but uh you would find a few pints of ice cream flavors um from haagen-dazs coffee uh coffee flavor from haagen-dazs and then also uh what's it called um uh that jam the core jam one from ben and jerry so uh are you freezing any candy that uh might blow people's minds <laughs> no but they're in the fridge i usually put it in the fridge uh, uh peanut m&ms um chocolate kind of candy always goes in the fridge um, okay, so I have some hard-hitting questions for you. First of all, have you had the new Reese's Peanut Butter Cups with the Reese's Pieces inside of them? Yes, I'm going to shout out Steve Hallinan right now. He got me to try them last week. Um, they're very, very good. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> okay, second, who's your Super Bowl pick? Uh, Patriots. Let's go. Come on. And third, I understand you got a new car. Uh, I did. Um, I have an Audi SQ5. It's a... Uh, Compact SUV, and I can now fit more people in my car, which is very convenient when I have friends and multiple girlfriends visiting at one time. For, so. the, for those 7-Eleven trips? And the 7-Eleven trips, of course, absolutely. <laughs> so that's what we cover on this podcast. Hard-hitting stuff with Matthew, like what's in his freezer and the candy runs that it's he important makes. important stuff. It is very important stuff. All right, so Matthew is going to join us. We're going to try to track him down about once a month. Good luck. Update us on training. I know. I've got Chris's number. He's got you on speed dial. Update us on his training, but also we're going to ask him questions like that about his Jordans, maybe about his car, maybe about what it, what's going on social media because he's got a strong social media game. So stay tuned for that. That's right. That's, that's going to be really exciting stuff. But Coach Matthew, the book is like father, like son. Really excited. Uh, I read it. It's out on Amazon. Really excited to promote this book with you guys. Uh, it's out on Amazon. Again, go to Amazon, just keyword search Sensuits. You'll find it. Uh, it's with uh, Chris Kwiatkowski and Nathan Williams. It's an awesome read, and I really enjoyed it. So uh, thank you, guys. Uh, I really appreciate you joining us, and thank you to uh, Colin Petty for, for hosting this first event on the book tour, and best of luck tomorrow. Thanks, guys. All right, there he goes. That's Matt Sensuits and Matthew Sensuits here on Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. All right, welcome back to the program. So that was Matt and Matthew Sensuitz. The book, of course, is Like Father, Like Son. Get it on Amazon right now, okay? We're going to have it in the stores, but get it on Amazon. I'll tell you what. We will wait 60 seconds for everybody to go order the book. We won't talk about anything. Nothing. Yeah, so this is just gibberish for 60 seconds. Right. And then some, because that's pretty much what we do. <laughs> <laughs> but do order that, order that, order that book now. It's, uh, just go to Amazon, type in, in the keyword search, Sensuit's book, and you'll, you'll be able to find it. Rave reviews on uh, letsrun.com. That was pretty cool. We had Robert on a few weeks ago, uh, and we're going to continue to promote the book and, and have Matthew on, uh, you know, probably in another month. And uh, if you don't listen to Docs and look it up on Amazon right now, we will tweet out a link. Yes. <laughs> we will. Yeah. That. So the event was, you know, mostly for high school kids there. Uh, you know, I saw a number of parents there who were, who were big fans of, of, of both Sensuitzes. And uh, a young kid who had a dinosaur. And a young kid who had a dinosaur. Mm -hmm. uh, great event and a good way to kick off the book tour. Uh, I encourage all the listeners... Uh, especially here in the D.C. area, and to come out March 14th when we are doing our official book tour stop here at Wilson High School in D.C. Uh, both Sensuitzes will be there, and it really was a great event, a can't-miss event. So mark your calendar. Make sure yeah. uh, you can make that March 14th that, date. He did a really good job of uh, 
talking to each person individually yeah. when they th- that was the thing I was most impressed with. It's like, you know, sometimes you think of like an autograph line and it's like, okay, what's your name? Here it is. Next. Right. You know, like you think like it's a very process like this, but he's actually very personable with everybody, made it seem like a special moment for everybody. And he had a race the next day. <laughs> and he has a race <laughs> the was next cr- day. I mean, and we were, you know, there, uh, you know, it was up till nine o'clock that night. Mm-hmm. Well, and he brought his gold medal with him and he would just let people try it on, yeah. take pictures with it. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely do not miss it when it comes to D.C. Coach was great, too, yeah. although uh, a funny coach story, I thought. They're signing posters, and there's, there's a kind of a reception line, and obviously the reception line for Matthew is maybe 50 times longer than it is for Coach. So he's signing posters. and But to be fair, I thought that the, it was the same receiving yeah, line for both. That's yeah. true. Not, not uh, yeah. one for the other. Yeah, so that's, that, that is true. But So one of the kids... Uh, as he's signing the poster, Coach asks one of the kids, hey, who's this guy? Because it's a picture of both Matt and Matthew when they are both running for Oregon. Right. So, you know, they're about the same age. Uh, and so Coach asks, hey, who's this guy? He's pointing to the image of himself. Yeah, himself 40 years ago. 40 years ago, right. Yeah. And the kid says, I don't know. <laughs> and he said, okay, great. Yeah, hey. and then he goes on and, and talks to Matthew. So, um, yeah. In D.C., let's give Coach a little more love. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the two people on that poster, one's Coach, one's Matthew. So, yeah, yeah just, I mean, I thought it was clear to most, but <laughs> just so you know. Uh, we want to make sure Coach keeps coming to these events, you know, and that sort of negative reinforcement isn't going to help the yeah. matter. So. Also, be nice to me and Joanna. And <laughs> right, <Friday. laughs> exactly. Uh, Joanna, did you get the opportunity to try on an Olympic gold medal? I did. So did yeah. you. <laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah look, look pretty good. It's uh, really heavy. It is, yeah. yeah. It looks good on everybody. But how does Michael Phelps stand with all of those medals on him? Because they're yeah. really heavy. A lot of working out, that's for sure. Uh, do you work out? I used to. <laughs> before this kid, I did. Uh, but yeah. Um, but you know, like I've seen on, on social media that all these people wear Matthew's gold medal. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's no problem. He lets everybody wear it and all this stuff. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, right. like, I was like, you, if you don't win a gold medal, you shouldn't put it on, you know. But it was there. We're taking <laughs> pictures. Yeah. I was like, oh, I think my nieces might be impressed by this. You know, well, I, I think that's <laughs> so funny how to get caught up that in the moment. That should be the case if you have a chance to win a gold medal. You probably right. shouldn't. Jinx so Nick yourself. Willis shouldn't put it on. Right. Exactly. Okay. Uh, or the next. So finally, I can do something that Nick Willis can't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the next, you know, star like uh, Kate Murphy, for example, I would I would encourage her not to put on a gold medal because, mm-hmm. you know. She's got to get bet. your own. Yeah, go get your own. Mm-hmm. Go, 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 earn your own. Joanna, how do you think that makes uh, you feel about uh, Farley kind of backhanding us that way? <laughs> <laughs> like we have no chance at gold medals now, in Farley's eyes. Well, but you really you don't think curling, much of us. You really you took, don't think much of us. Yeah. Well, if you took up curling, actually, I think uh, curling might be a good sport for both Joanna and I. Yeah. I enjoy curling, and she enjoys the cold. That's true. That's true. That, that is true. Uh, but an awesome event. Uh, we head back all the way back from Sharon High School back to Copley Square. So that takes 30 minutes. So it is a late night. I mean, it yeah. is a, it's a late night. And uh, Docs and I went to dinner with both uh, Matt and Matthew. And, it, you know, it was amazing to watch the gold medalist just so. Eat clam chowder the night before a race. He was, he's just, he, he is just unflappable. He isn't. Yeah. You know, it, it's it just shows that you you, uh, you you think that these these elite athletes need to have everything set up to go exactly the right way that that uh, it's supposed to, or they think it should go, and everything should be so regimented and structured. And he can go off script. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, let me let me just say, and I'm a, this is a spoiler for Saturday night, but Matthew does end up winning the race on Saturday right. night. Mm-hmm. Um, runs runs a good race, right? I was a bit nervous. <laughs> Because the event went longer. I mean, we had a, we're leaving by this time, and we went way over that. Right. He's, like, standing around, you know, signing autographs and everything. We get back. He mentions that he's hungry. We get back late. He orders clam chowder. Right. I was like, if he has a bad race, this is going to fall on us. So thank God he's flap- unflappable. No, no, no kidding. So that was really impressive. And I think it, it shows, and it's a good lesson, that you got to be flexible. You got to be flexible. You got to be tough, but you got to be flexible. And that kid is tough and flexible. And you can kind of throw anything at him. 
And that's why I think he's the gold medalist. So that was kind of cool cool to see that, uh, you know, he doesn't have to have everything exactly right in the yeah. the perfect pasta dinner the night before a race. It's, right. you know, let me grab a steak at a uh, bar here. And uh, we, were, we were literally at a bar table. Right. Um, and, and Copley Square in Boston. You know, you know the other thing that I think about in, in those situations, like if I'm out in public with Matthew, I just wonder how many of these people in this bar actually know that this guy was the first American to win a gold medal in the 1500 and 108 years? Like, do, do you think the <laughs> server had any idea that <laughs> they were getting, uh, that he was getting clam chowder for a, an Olympic gold medalist? No. He should have worn his medal, I yeah. guess. Yeah, and if he, had, if he did, he probably would have had the opportunity to wear the medal. <laughs> because <laughs> everybody can. That's true. Uh, so, great night. Uh, thanks to uh, the Sensuitzes. Thanks to uh, Marathon Sports for helping organize the event. Uh, cool night. So, I have to leave Saturday morning to get on a flight to Penn State because i got to uh-huh. go to the track meet to watch the kid. Yeah. I am so jealous of you guys Saturday. Oh, I know. You should be, too, because it was fun. <laughs> New so Balance treated us right. Yeah. Um, you did get me a New Balance Olympic Ireland sweatshirt. Yes. How would you describe it? It was a hoodie. Yeah. It was a, it was a, it I was tell a you hoodie. what it was. It was a hoodie with those pockets where you put your hands in the pockets and, they, and your hands can touch. Yeah. You I've, you I've love loved those things since I was three yep. years old. I know. I think and, we've talked about those. And the, the fervor for that has not gone away. <laughs> but that sweatshirt or hoodie or, or what, what kind of top would you, how would you say? Yeah, I'd say it was a, it was a lightweight hoodie. It's awesome. If you Fantastic. don't have one, go get one. Fantastic. It's cool. Yes. Uh, so you guys head over to the meet about, you know, three, four o'clock. What time did you get right. there? Uh, three thirty. Three thirty. Um, yeah. Did uh, you were you able to secure well, the VIP tickets? Yes, yeah, so we got VIP tickets, and we walk into the VIP area, and there's Boris Barium just like hanging out, talking to some people. Did you ask him about his future self? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've talked about it on the show. I hope that you did. I should have. I did not. Yeah, I guess he was probably ready to get ready. I to didn't run. even think about his future self. <laughs> <laughs> you just you you probably weren't ready to see him, so kind of shocked to see him. So he's there. Did you think that you might run into him in the future <laughs> and not in the present? <laughs> <laughs> we have that ability here on this show, yeah. so that's not a bad thought. All right, so you see Boris, and then uh, what's next? Well, let, let's say, so like you go in, and the track meet is an indoor track meet. It's a 200-meter track at the Reggie Lewis Center mm-hmm. in um, in Boston, obviously, yeah. it, not in Sharon. Uh, right. And when you when you walk in, we had these passes. So in the, the first curve, they had a sectioned-off raised area with uh, tables and some drinks and, and some uh, catered food, whatever, and then all the New Balance people. Uh, so they had that section. It was like sections one, two, and three at the track. Uh, really cool reception and just kind of, you know, talking to people, socializing, and, and watching the track meet. It, it was awesome. It, it was a, a really cool event that they had. And New Balance had um, a lot of – there's a lot of families in the VIP section too, which was kind of nice. So there's, like, little kids running around. Yeah, and yeah. there's, like, high school kids that came in. So they're basically, like, every age was present. Yeah, one of the guys, his uh, kid ran in the mile. I guess he's, he's a senior in high school. Wow. Oh, you mean Jack Carlio? Oh, Tom's son. Yeah. Who he's, uh, uh, he just signed. Oh, is where he is going he going? Providence. Providence. Yeah. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. Good. For, good for him. Um, following in Keith Kelly's footsteps. Well, <laughs> his brother is Nick. His brother Nick is at at uh, Providence too. But uh-huh. yes, I actually uh-huh. do think a lot of it has to do with Keith and uh, Coach Ray, who they all love. Oh, good for him. So you got to see uh, some high school races. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, typical New Balance fashion. They didn't chance on the food. Docs, no. docs. I said to him, <laughs> I told him to send me pictures while I'm at the Penn State meet. He sent yeah. me pictures of the food. Yeah, <laughs> each tray, each tray of <laughs> the, the delicious, healthy food that you guys got at the it was VIP good. section. Yeah, uh, I had options of hot dogs and uh, like uh, pizza that would be greasy from, pizza. Yeah, that w- that would not be you know your good not New the Balance pizza pizza. Not the pizza with cauliflower. No, on it. no, it yeah. was it was the greasy stuff that. Maybe was it a Seven Eleven two days ago? All right. Well, enough about Penn State. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the track meet was was great. Really cool atmosphere, don't you think, Joanna? Yeah, definitely. Like packed, right? Yeah. Well, when I checked into my hotel, they did tell me that when they asked me what I was in town for, and I was like, oh, "I'm I'm here for the New Balance indoor games." And they're like, "Oh yeah, a lot of people are here for that." Wow. And that's, they that's really, cool. they really all were because they were yeah. at the track. It was packed. Yeah. Awesome performances. Uh, what was your highlight of the day, Joanna? 
Um, I think for me, you know, I watch a lot of track on TV, so I can recognize runners' styles. And I've seen, like, I've seen Jenny running along the Charles when she came to watch her husband at the Boston Marathon and something. But to actually see them race mm-hmm. is amazing. That is cool. Just to actually, yep. like, see up close and personal. Yeah, all the people that I love, like, on the track doing what they're best at is really awesome. Yeah, and New Balance had set up a race to try to set the world record in the. DMR the women's the, the d- women's, women's distance medley relay which is uh, four people running right they run at 1200 meters uh, 400 meters 800 meters and a mile and they set it up with four Olympians right yes, yes. so yeah. it was uh, Emma, Co- Emma Coburn to start mm-hmm. and then the 400 meter was Sydney McLaughlin Sydney McLaughlin who's a high schooler she's in high school Wow mm-hmm. yeah uh, then and and not signed, so she was kind of a free agent wow. on, on the team, which was kind of a pretty cool thing too, I think. Then then Sydney McLaughlin hands off to Brenda Martinez. Brenda Martinez for the eight hundred meter leg. Mm-hmm. Who uh, didn't run in the Olympics in the eight hundred, she ran the Olympics in the fifteen hundred. If you remember yep. we talked about mm-hmm. uh you know, the the fall at the Olympic trials, which was really unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And then finally Jenny uh, Simpson. Jenny Simpson, who was a medalist at the two thousand sixteen Olympics. To close it out in the 1600, which is just short of a mile. Yeah, so there were four teams, and I, I told Joanna, I was like, this is a joke. They're going to be running by themselves. It's like a workout, right? Right. Uh, but they had a New Balance Europe team, and they actually held on pretty strong really? through a couple people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think uh, for the 1200, she really pushed Emma. Uh, for the 400, the European woman pushed out on that first lap and got out in front of uh, Sydney mm-hmm. and but s- then Sydney smoked her and then I think when Brenda got it she opened up a bit of a lead mm-hmm. and Jenny just destroyed it really <laughs> yeah but it's also really cool too I mean it like you go to a track meet how aware I love when the fans are aware of what's going on they're right. aware of the moment they're aware of, of of the sport and people were just trying to will Jenny to the finish line and then when Jenny would run by it was just so loud uh, and everybody was just That's cheering, awesome. pushing her on. It was almost like uh, like a wave, but with yeah. voices. Wow. Yeah. But when actually people did stand up when she would, because we were standing in the VIP section, mm-hmm. but in the bleachers and the other sides of the track, everyone would like stand up when Jenny yeah. went by. Yeah. That's what I, I actually think that they should do this at baseball and football events is just get an Olympic runner to run around the <laughs> infield uh, to get the wave going. Um, also, it was the debut of the new kits for the New Balance team. Oh, yeah. They look cool. The green yeah. shorts. Yeah. What'd so you think? I love them. I wasn't crazy about the retro uniforms, which was the throwback, like yellow and black yep. with the white uh, contour lines on them. But I really like the 2017 kits. I think they're really sharp. And also, Brenda dyed her hair to match the uniform, right? Oh, green? So, yeah, she did. It's so cool. Just was the, it just green or blue? It was green. Just the ends. Oh, yeah. Wow. It looked cool. Yeah. When she was racing, it looked well cool. Done. Yeah, That's Brenda's cool. really cool. So, then the the last race or one of the last races was Matthew. It was the, the yeah the men's the mile final, final race was Matthew uh, winning the mile, which Doc said thank goodness really <laughs> breathed a sigh of relief. Yeah, uh, so you got to watch him. Did you see Coach there at the at the nah, meet? not at the track? Yeah. I s- well, I saw him. He was on the other side of the track. He yeah. was on the far turn. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Well, he, he uh, Matthew ran 355. Uh, he was probably just kind of in the middle of training. So this wasn't, uh, you know, a big race that he was keying on. He, he really, I mean, it was a little bit anticlimactic uh, yeah. after the women's world record. And also, he had the race in control the whole time. Yeah. It, it wasn't, there was no worry. Yeah. I mean, it, except for my own anxieties. <laughs> the clam chowder. Yeah, yeah the clam yeah. chowder concern. Yeah. But uh, other than that, you know, he, he ran a nice, comfortable race. Yeah. Uh, and then they opened up the track. So the fi- I think it was the five of them. It was the four women who, who set the world record and Matthew standing on the track and everybody in the stands gets in lane <laughs> one or gets in, gets in the, the f- that final straightaway yeah. to go get autographs and pictures. And I'm sure that if you Look at Instagram. You'll see every single person who now, was there. I'm disappointed that Matthew didn't do his... Uh, the bit. He, yeah, because he had said if somebody threw him the Tom Brady uh, jersey, yeah. he was going to run his victory, his victory lap. lap with the Tom Brady jersey on. Yeah. He had gotten a Tom Brady jersey the night before from the kids from Sharon High School. Yeah. So And he was wearing it. And really, I mean, just a good sport. I, I know he's more of a Ravens fan, but... 
yeah, so I was disappointed that uh, he didn't run the lap around uh, uh, the uh, Reggie Lewis Center in the Tom Brady jersey. But I thought... Well, you'll get over it. Maybe it's a <laughs> conflict because Tom Brady's a big Under Armour guy. So probably a good was move. It was a Nike uniform. It was it was a Nike uniform, but Brady, a Under Armour guy, probably a good move on Matthew's part. All right, after the meet, this is where I was really jealous. You guys got to have a few Miller Lights uh, with the New Balance folks huh. back in Boston. Do you uh, know how many Miller Lights between Joanna and I we, we had? Zero. I'm <laughs> zero. Sure, zero. Yeah. That's, that's on you. <laughs> Mistake. But uh, you guys get to go to this uh, New Balance after party, and that looked like it was an awesome time. Yeah, it was cool. We talked to a bunch of people. Uh, I guess Joanna knows more people. I, I was feeling like... Let's say like this, going into this, I don't I don't really know that many people in the industry, but people would come up and talk to me and ask how I'm, you know, affiliated with yeah, Pacers you know, and stuff you like know that. Yeah, you know Matt and Matthew, but they're not going to be, obviously, at the New Balance uh, Actually, party. they told me they would have been welcome. Oh, so really? next year, they should come. Yeah. Well, okay. uh, Coach did come. He did? Oh, okay. Yeah, he came later after you'd left. Uh, yeah. Really? I think yeah. he was staying at a hotel right there. He was staying so. at that hotel. Yeah, gotcha. And we got the opportunity to, to, to meet some of the athletes. And uh, we did even do a quick interview. Wow. All right. Yeah. Let's get to the interviews. Joanna, uh, who, did, who did you interview? Well, so first we talked to Sumi Akbar, mm-hmm. um, former professional runner, former Pacers employee, um, current good friend and yeah. <laughs> New Balance employee. Yeah, she's the head of uh, all the activations they do for high schoolers. So cool that you got this chance to talk to her. And she's, she's a former local athlete. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she has local ties. She went to American. Next mm-hmm. week, she's actually being inducted into the American Hall of Fame. Correct. And also, she went to high school locally and trained professionally here for a while, too. So she is a local runner. Yes, living up in Boston. Uh-huh. So here's uh, our interview with Samia. We're here with Samia Akbar, New Balance All-Star. Samia, window or aisle seat? Window, so I can sleep. Yes, girl. Correct, correct. Correct, you chose wisely. Second question, favorite New Balance shoe right now? 1,500, hands down. Favorite. Nice. Also, correct answer, correct answer. Boom, two for two. two. If she gets the third one right, do we have to give her a million dollars? Samia, what is your current pump-up song? Yes. My current pump, it's Brooklyn Zoo. By Old Dirty Bastard. Oh. I'm not cool enough to know what that is, but I'm going to say correct. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I'll vouch. That was great. Uh, <laughs> Joanna, you, you have a knack for uh, these interviews. Um, you guys don't even need me. That's I know. Amazing. We've been saying that a lot. Uh, <laughs> the, show would, the show would be like 30 <laughs> minutes without you. Nice It'd be work. perfect. I know. Joanna. Yeah. So obviously all these distance runners are here at this party, yeah. uh, Olympians, American Olympians, medalists. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who do we talk to next? We talked to Harry. <laughs> Harry. And uh, who's Harry? So um, Harry is the newest New Balance athlete. He's British mm-hmm. and he's a sprinter. So I guess I care about sprints now. <laughs> I know. He's your new favorite sprinter, it sounds like. He Definitely. was great. Dude, we talked to him forever. Like we asked, we went, hey, can we get you know a quick interview, uh, which we'll play in a second. And then after that, we talked to him forever. He's wearing the Pace Nation sticker, and he's handing out Pace Nation stickers. Wow. He was awesome. But, but beyond not just for like publicizing us, but he was really an interesting person and fun person to talk to. He's like philosophizing. He's talking about yeah. life. The conversation. He's talking about dogs. Yeah. Well, dogs, <laughs> man, I'm in. Like, we didn't just talk about the weather. We, ta- yeah. we covered some good topics. Yeah. I can't wait to hear it. All right, so here's, here's our interview with Harry. Right. You guys kill me. Like, I really love Americans. Like, you come up with the best stuff. I, I'm from England, so I would have just been like, I would have literally just said, it's from Zara. But you're like, but no, you just no, made the conversation that much better. I'm trying to tell yeah, you. Yeah, you just made right, the conversation okay. that much better. Uh, first question, window or aisle seat? Oh, um, do you know what? Depends on the mood. Oh, okay. If it's, if it's a short flight, okay. then um, an aisle seat. Okay. So I can grab my stuff out of my bag whenever I want. Uh, if it's like under three hours, you know, I can stick my leg. I get, I got a bit of a dodgy right leg, so I like to stick my leg out, you know, get the, get the blood flowing a little bit in my right knee. Um, but if it's a long flight, then I will definitely be by the window, so I can. I've got a travel pillow, sleep on the side, got something to lay on. So anything over three hours, 
window, anything on the under three hours, aisle. Uh, second question, what's your favorite New Balance piece of apparel, or apparel or shoe? What's okay, so training or lifestyle? Ooh, oh, let's okay. do one of each. Uh, my favorite spike to wear yeah. is the SD200. Nice. Um, I love how they feel, uh, the, the material on top hugs your foot, it's, um, it's really comfortable for myself, solid plate. Um, favorite piece of apparel in terms of lifestyle? I really like the um, the twenty four sevens. I haven't got a pair yet, but I've been oogling them online. Yeah, you need I, high five, right? You know, we're just out here. Yeah. But um, I really enjoy like the look of them, and I, I I appreciate the ideology behind them. Also, the fact that you know, in this day and age, you never know where you're going to end up. Especially, I'm from London, so you know, you could start your day in, let's say, I don't know, you're just going to go see your sister. Like, I've gone to go see my sister, and next thing you know, I might be in West London in a bar. And my shoe game needs to be on point, you know. And and that, they sell that they sell that story, and I like that. I love it. I yeah. Love it. Such a good answer. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Uh, third question. Current pump up song. Pump pump up song. Something gets me pumped. Yeah. Like what are you listening to like before right. your race for so, workout? So something that I'm really obsessed with, Young Ma. Yeah, young yeah. Ma, I really like her. So, you know, at the moment, I'm sort of like, a, ooh. Yeah. Everything that we do in the gym, it's like, ooh, you know. <laughs> you know, when you're feeling that vibe, you do that little lift, ooh, like, you know, just pumps you up. So, young Ma, ooh, would get me really, really hyped. <laughs> nice. I probably don't say it in the best way, but I like it. <laughs> so, Joanna does a mean English accent. We would like to know if her accent is passable. So, jo- so Joanna, go ahead and, and okay, okay, I'm ready. Joanna, give your accent. I'm ready for it. And we we want you to like, you've never met her before. Okay. So really be biased. Okay. 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 Oh, no. I'm ready for it. I'm listening. Joanna, I love you. <laughs> She's trying to psych you out. <laughs> Nearly headless. My inspiration is Hermione from Harry Potter. When she goes nearly headless, how can somebody be nearly headless? Do you know what? I will give you a 7 out of 10. Oh, that wasn't too bad. Good. Oh. That actually wasn't too bad. Considering yeah. it's from... Ooh! Where they do? Ooh! Ooh! From, um, considering that like you based it on Harry Potter, and because it depends where you're from, all right? So let's say you're from... Let's say you're a bit. Well, guess where she's from. Guess where she's from based on that accent. As in England? Yeah. Where that would be? Well, you'd obviously be from London. You'd probably be from, like, I don't know, a posher area. Probably, like, West London. So, like, yeah, you know, that's where you're trying to aim for. Chelsea, maybe. That sort of Fulham side. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) So, you know, it's one of those things. I I give you that. That's all right. That's good. That's good. I will take a seven out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. Seven out of ten. That's good. All you have to do is is flow with it more. So, rather than be like, oh, oh, Harry, it's oh, Harry. So, yeah, there you go. So, it just flows. You don't have to break it up as much and you got it. Love it. Yeah. Love it. There you go. Job done. Got homework. I got homework. homework. I love homework. <laughs> Next time I see you, we're gonna have a conversation, and you're gonna be like, "That guy's from London." I'm not even gonna know the difference. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna be like, "Yo, you're from Fulham. You're from Chelsea." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Harry. Thank you for talking to us. I know. Thanks this for is, having me. Can you say this is Pace Nation? This is Pace Nation. And we'll be right back. And we'll be right back. <laughs> You know what my favorite part of that interview was? What? Where he told me that my British accent is a 7 out of 10. <laughs> I mean, he was just being nice. <laughs> no, I mean, he wasn't. On. No. Yeah. What, what else is he going to say? If he I was mean, being nice, he would have said 10 out of 10. No. He, yeah. he really critically judged it. No, yeah. I, I, and he I, gave me good feedback. No, to I, he I did. Yeah, he I did. Think, I think that it, he did 7 out of 10 because he is smart enough to know that you know he was lying if he said it was a 10 out of 10. So he... He dials it back to 7 out of 10, so it's believable. Uh-huh. Uh, keep dreaming. Well, I just don't <laughs> want you guys to do another British segment. Well, so. when Harry comes on the show for a full interview, we will do it in British accents. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm Although not sure I, the fans will really want to hear that. I didn't have the courage to give my terrible British accent, uh, which, is, which is probably closer to Australian. <laughs> uh, and so I think that had I done that, maybe we would have seen him 
we would have seen if he was lying right. or not. Yeah, exactly. If he says that's 7 out of 10, mm-hmm. then it loses then we know, all credibility. Then we know that there's no credibility. Yeah. But I, I think Joanna nailed it on uh, short notice there. So I believe the 7 out of 10 rating. So finally, uh, we also talked to Brenda Martinez. World record holder, Brenda Martinez. Right. Who? Yeah, who set a world record previously that night and probably had the best hair game at the mm-hmm. uh, in the whole bar. And so here's our, here's our talk with Brenda. Okay, so first question, what's your favorite New Balance shoe to train in or favorite piece of apparel? Uh, my favorite shoe is the 1080, uh, the Fresh Foam. Um, it just feels like pillows to me. It's, I do a lot of my mileage in it, so I don't run through the shoe like right away. It might take me a month and a half before I switch them out again, which is good for me. Um, but yeah, they, they've come out with better better shoes, and, but I feel like this is the one that's going to stick to me. Okay, second question. Window or aisle seat? Aisle. Really? Yeah, because I have to hydrate, and I hate like bugging people. Like If they're knocked out, I don't want to be like, oh, excuse me, can I use the restroom? Like I, That bugs me. So I, I'd rather just take the aisle. Okay, and third question. What's your current pump-up song? Uh... Lately, I would probably say I've been listening to like anything that Selena, not Gomez, but Quintanilla. So, um, anything from her. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's like. What, yeah. what did you listen to tonight? Uh, honestly, it was just I have a playlist of just like Spanish music. It just reminds me of home, and it's my cleaning music and. That kind of gets me going. That puts me in a good mood. Um, congratulations on your your record today. That's amazing. Uh, what do we want to close with? Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for being on Pace Nation. This is Pace Nation. We will be right back. Great questions. <laughs> you guys, seriously, you guys literally don't need me. Well mm-hmm. done. Uh, that that's that is awesome. Um, sounded like. Uh, everybody was having fun with the interviews, so I think that that's really cool, and hopefully we'll get all these athletes on for a longer interview. All right, of course, this podcast is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area D.C. locations. Pacers Running is for every run. We also have a location in Princeton, New Jersey, and today's podcast is sponsored by the book by Matt Sensuitz, Like Father, Like Son. Buy it on Amazon.com today. All right, we talked a lot about uh, world records. Another world record holder was on our program a few weeks back. It was Michael Wardian. And, you know, generally, I love Mike. You know, a longtime friend. I've known Mike for 15 years. He's incredible, the amount of things he does with his running and setting the world record for, you know, marathon on a treadmill or marathon pushing a stroller and a lot of times these records are impressive, but they're also ones that I'm like, eh, you know, he's probably one of three people who've actually done it. So th- this week he actually set a record that I believe is is incredible that may never be broken. He did seven marathons and seven continents in seven days, and it's this world marathon challenge that he talked about on our show with probably another 30 or 40 people, but he did them all under three hours, an average 245 pace for the entire week. And not only did he run all those marathons, but he finished the last one in Sydney, Australia yesterday and decided to tack on 17 more miles because he wanted to get a 200-mile week. That is unbelievable. I, I mean, it's it's really unbelievable. And not the fact that he just finished because, I mean, that's an amazing task in itself. But right. averaging 245 pace, I think any runner who's run, you know, a marathon can respect it. But even marathoners who are world he, world class and would think that is incredible. Ryan Hall, an Olympian yes. who was uh, got a, a U.S. champion, marathon. Yeah, was in the competition. Yes, and was probably about 30 to 40 minutes behind and, him. And if you didn't listen to episode 81, which he was on, he did start the race in Antarctica. Yep. So when we say seven continents, that includes a, a marathon in Antarctica. The fastest marathon ever in Antarctica was the one he did in about 254. Uh-huh. 
Although uh, that's just for people. I understand that there are a few <laughs> penguins that are not happy about that. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Good qualifier. Mm-hmm. A uh, human marathon. Fastest human, human marathon mar- good, good in point. Antarctica. So just an incredible feat. I mean, he was just getting a lot of love out there, and deservedly so. Uh, I saw him on SportsCenter. John Anderson in, had had a little piece of a, uh, on him on SportsCenter. Our guy, Kellen Sung from the Washington Post, interviewed him. Uh, you can find that interview online. He, he, he was on Arlington Now, uh, on today's Arlington Now, uh, which is huge, obviously. And the head of T-Mobile, I think the guy's name's La- John Legend. Maybe that's name, or maybe that's John a Legend's a singer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, John, the head of T-Mobile, uh, he was tweeting out his results. Uh, that's a, that's a pretty big deal. I, I guess Michael is sponsored by T-Mobile too. So, congratulations uh, to to Michael Wardian. Amazing feat. Congratulations to all the finishers, finishers including like you said, Ryan Hall, uh, Beth Ann Telford, uh, local runner here, also finished it uh, as as well. So, amazing feat by Michael Wardian. Man, we had so much to do today, guys. I have a dog story. We'll tease that for Gonna next week. Going to have to wait. <laughs> uh, we'll also have the race director on, uh, Lisa Reeves, race director of Pacers Running Races. Send us a question. Ask a race director. Tweet us, ask a race director, hashtag. Ask her a question. Ask her a few questions. Anything and everything is on the table. All right. Great show, guys. Thanks to Matt Sensiewicz, Matthew Sensiewicz, Thank New you. Balance. Yes, thank, thank you, you New, New Balance. Balance. New Balance, that was a great weekend. And all those New Balance athletes uh, who joined us in Samia, of course. Great weekend. Great show. Big show. Well done, guys. All right. For Joanna E. Russo, for William E. Docks, thank you to the listeners. We will see you next week. I'm Chris Farley. This is Face the Nation.